Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy, one female orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is how purity culture fucked up my sex life. Well, and now I'm recovering. And now we're not talking about me. I have a very special guest here today, an expert on the subject. Her name is Mary Jane. We're going to call her MJ. That's what she goes by. And she is the columnist for Not Your Virgin Mary, which you can find on She Explores Life. And in her column, she shares all about her experience being raised in purity culture and coming out of purity culture and then fucking herself all of the way back to being well, I'll let you, I'll let you, MJ, talk a little bit about yourself and um, explain to those who may not know what purity culture is all about. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for that introduction. That was so great. Um, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you again for just the opportunity to share my story and to go through this journey Um with this column. It's been so exciting so far. So hi, everyone. I'm MJ. Uh, my Instagram handle is not your virgin Mary Jane. Um, I'm also on Twitter uh, under that same um, under that same handle. And I'm really excited to talk about how Christianity fucked up my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and 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 how you're working your way back from slowly recovering uh, recovering recovering from purity culture so what are a couple of the topics we've already and now we have some articles that are going to I know at least one or two I think that are going up this week but what are some of the past titles of articles we've already published that you think people should go to and check out if they're curious about uh, purity culture and your experience with it Well, I think a good background on my experience uh, growing up in purity culture, growing up in evangelical Christian spaces, um, a big part of that would probably be my first article, which is Christianity Fucked Up My Sex Life, and then Mm -hmm. my article talking about how I fell in love with my college RA. Um, I went to Bible college, so... It's a whole different ball game than your right. conventional state university. Yes. Yeah. So you can go to Shakespeare's Life, pull down the columns, or even just look up uh, Not Your Virgin Mary Jane and um, 
start reading her, you'll find these topics. And um, the reason why MJ is my guest is uh, she sent me her first article and I started reading and I was like, just pulled into this whole experience. I am going to be honest with all the listeners. I don't know much about purity culture. I think that it's something we're probably all curious about. So I am super excited to talk to you about it. The cocktail for the day is the purity martini. You might not be surprised to hear that there are lots of, uh, (laughs) oddly enough, lots of cocktails out there that use purity in their name strangely enough, but that's what we are drinking. So let's raise our glasses across the distance. This is happening virtually. And uh, thank you for joining me, MJ. And let's talk about sex. Yes. (laughs) All right. So you know what? I just want to start with, I don't think everybody really knows what purity culture is. And to be honest with you, even up until this recording, right before I was like Googling, like, what is purity culture really? Now, something that I did uncover, it sounds like it really came into um, popularity or into being in the 90s. Is that, does that sound right to you? Uh, yes. So it has a lot of roots in evangelical movements, first of all, that right. really hit their stride in the 1970s, 1980s, uh, with a lot of like, big Christian televangelists that were also endorsed by political figures like Ronald Reagan. So like the reason that um, purity culture came to be so popular was because it was embraced by political figures and it, we still see the repercussions of it today um, with the whole abortion debate, with the women's rights movement, with literally every aspect of our political sphere is affected by purity culture by some some degree. And it got really big during the 80s. And now we're still having to suffer the consequences for it. So uh, the anti-abortion movement, all of that is sort of how it affects women later on. But purity culture is how it affects young women early on in their life. That's where the preaching begins, correct? Oh, we are indoctrinated from a very, very young age. What does that look like? Oh, it it starts with it starts whenever you're a child. You are given these roles you are taught by example you see your mother in these heteronormative uh churches um and you see that message being passed down from mother to daughter that women must be submissive that women must be quiet women must take the man's lead it is literally in the bible um i have gotten into many a fight with people in different uh different spheres about the role of women in um in religion and mm-hmm. why women are so oftentimes overlooked in religion, like, overall. So right. it's really a patriarchal issue. 
Right. So, and it sounds like purity culture focuses on virginity and the worth of virginity, which, I mean, I I have to do a whole podcast on virginity because I'm sure as you've already uncovered, the concept of virginity is complete bullshit. It's like, it's not real, right? Um, But so can you speak to that a little bit? Like, what is the role of virginity in purity culture? So the role of virginity, like, your status as a virgin is your greatest asset and it's your also your greatest gambling chip. Um hmm. I'm trying to put this into like something that won't make me sound like I grew up in a cult, but um <laughs> so it affects like how women dress, how women behave. I was not allowed to wear pants until a certain age. I had to use a specific bicycle as a child because I had to have a girl's bicycle and not a boy's bicycle. I was given dolls. I was not allowed to play sports or go outside or like anything that resembles masculinity. I wasn't able to explore just being able to be a child. It's also hypersexualizing children and young girls. That can be its own that can be its own discussion in and of itself because it breeds predators. Like mm-hmm. this kind of culture breeds sexual predators and it has a lot of doors to open to abuse. So mm-hmm. like it's it's not just oh don't have sex. It is literally everything around controlling a woman's body over um over the potential that oh she might have sex it's mm-hmm. trying to guard her from even being somewhat of an option mm-hmm. even as young as like preteen children and it's quite frankly disgusting When early adolescents start being interested in each other and that whole, you know, dating and crushes and stuff like that, what are the rules around how they're supposed to act? Like, how is that handled? Have you seen Bridgerton? I have. (laughs) I have. I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw Bridgerton and it was boys and girls could not touch. Boys and girls could not be within five feet of each other without a a man fam a male family member present that is very very much still apparent in purity culture there is an Mm -hmm. entire industry um focused on controlling what women wear what they think what they read what they are exposed to i just saw someone the other day on my twitter feed tweet that um Women don't need college. They need Jesus and a good cookbook. And that was actually tweeted by a woman. (laughs) Oh, I mean, that is the worst of it, right, though, that when when women uphold these ideas, when they're so indoctrinated themselves. Yeah, that's that's even worse sometimes than when it comes from a man. Right. And whenever women start attacking women, that's Mm -hmm. the fucked up thing about it is so once you get into marriage age, yeah. Again, Bridgerton. What is, mar- what is marriage age in purity culture? 
Oh, it can be as young as 16. Oh, God. What? It can be as young as 16 um, where you don't have a driver's license, but you can get married with parents' permission. A lot of it also stems from like issues with lack of education, lack of access to health care. It's very prominent in the southern United States. And in in those cases, how much control over who you date, who you marry, does the young woman, the girl, let's be honest, the girl. Oftentimes, whenever we look at child marriages, it's usually a young girl being married off to a much older guy. In, In certain purity cultures, like young girls might see an older guy as a way out from under their parents' roof, as a way out from under their parents' control of them, but they're just stepping from one source of control to another. And it's just a really, really harsh cycle. Right. So how old are you now? I am in my late 20s now. Late 20s. And at what age did you sort of break free from purity culture and that, that I guess, community? It had to be my mid-20s. Uh, I'm still so it's very right, it's, recently out of this. Right, right. So, so well, we'll do it. Cheers. Cheers to that. Uh, to you breaking free. <laughs> Thank you so Yay. much. Yay. I mean, I'm, I'm totally, I just want you to know I'm supporting that 100%. So you're in your mid to late 20s. I'm into my, let's be honest, my late 40s. I do remember when I was much younger, that was the first time purity culture and especially like uh, the purity rings that fathers mm-hmm. would give their daughters, the purity ceremonies and balls. I started to see, mm-hmm. I don't know, Dateline or, you know, some news show on. So I want to know from you, I, and they, they're so like burnt into my memory. And so I, I want to ask you, are, is that real? Are those things that happened? Did you experience those things? What do they look like? If so, there is a workbook. There is a curriculum. There are T-shirts called Modest is Hottest. There is there's <laughs> merchandise. There's balls. There's like I still have my purity ring. Well, can you talk to me about that experience? What is that experience like? Like from your perspective, what age did that happen at? I was probably 13, 14, and I wore it in junior Mm -hmm. high. And I remember sitting down with my father, not even my mother, but my father, Mm -hmm. and having this talk about how in order to please God, I had to stay pure. I had to not even think about sex before marriage so that like like even the thought of sex so there's this comedian that i absolutely love her name is taylor tomlinson and she talks a lot about purity culture in her netflix specials um and this last special she actually mentioned that she doesn't even know how to masturbate correctly because she would just let her brain like go completely blank. She wouldn't picture anything because you couldn't even think about sex because that's where the sin was. Yeah. So so a bunch of us that grew up in purity culture are out here 
like learning how to just do basic things like learning how to masturbate. What does purity mean to you? What were the rules? When could you kiss? When could you hold hands? When could you grab the dick? What are the rules? Kissing was kissing was strictly like not prohibited, but it was greatly discouraged unless you were in a relationship with someone else from the church or a church and you were 16, at least where I grew up. Never be alone in a room with a boy. And let's not even like... And let's not even, like, forget that this completely just disqualifies any other type of relationship that is not heterosexual. That is not cisgender heterosexual. So you couldn't even hang out. Okay, so you couldn't even hang out with boys that you were just friends with. No, absolutely not. No, no. Um, You're nodding no, I'm like, I remember um, being home from school one time and having to work on a project with a boy. My mom made us go in the living room and we just had to like my desk was in my room, but we couldn't use my desk because it was in my bedroom. And we just had to lay all of our stuff out on the floor. So you could kiss at 16, um, but Everything basically beyond that would only be able to take place after marriage. Is that correct? I didn't know that there was something beyond that. I didn't know that there was making out. I didn't know that there was touching. I didn't know that there was petting. I didn't know that someone could kiss someone passionately. It's not something that I saw. It's not something that I heard of. And somehow, like, people in the church just... Popped up with babies, like you. So you don't. You didn't everyone even, shut it down. You didn't even. You you didn't see it in the media or on movies or things like that. That was kept from you as well. Oh, absolutely. Our um, our intake of like media books. We weren't allowed to listen to secular music. I just got into Britney Spears last year. Oh boy. <laughs> When did you find out about, like, banging sex, losing your virginity, intercourse? I had my first kiss at what age? in grad school at oh my God. 23. That's not that long ago for you. It really isn't. But did you, know, been... about, did you know about sex before that? I knew about sex. I didn't know what an erection was. In one of my articles, The Dangers of Hooking Up with Christian Men, I talk about my first boyfriend. Um, And that was when I found out what an erection was. I had no clue. I didn't know that there was thrusting involved. I thought that you literally just laid there and, like, maybe watched TV or something. (laughs) Like you plugged it in and it just unloaded unloaded into you. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Um, and and people can't aren't going to be able to see this, but the position that I thought that you were supposed to do it was like this. I uh, oh, all right. So the position she's demonstrating, like imagine if you were doing two peace fingers and doing scissoring, you know, when you're like talking about two girls scissoring, except they're not scissoring. The scissors are just laying on top of each other. I feel like that's a good description. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes it can happen like that, but <laughs> I don't see how that's physically possible in heterosexual relationships, but yeah. I would be game to try it just just for funsies. At what point, first of all, did you recognize that uh, purity culture had maybe led you astray and there was something beyond it? Uh, one of my best friends and closest people in my life came out as bisexual in college. And uh -huh. the amount of just the amount of pain that I saw them go through, the amount of ridicule I went through just for associating with them. Like the yeah. amount of rejection and the just emotional violence and the verbal abuse that they that they underwent. I was just kind of like, this is bullshit. And so that sort of sparked your curiosity in general. It did. It did. I didn't really get an opportunity to get out until I got into grad school. So everything just kind of right. laid low, but I read Twilight and I got a little horny from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twilight. It's the gateway to to so many things. So you read Twilight, got a little turned on. Like what was the next step? How did you because let's like where you're at now, you've you've gotten laid, right? A oh, couple yeah. times. A few like, times. More than once. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Um, you're you've no longer bought into this concept, um, and you know we'll talk later about kind of where you're at now and where your journey is at now. But I just want to know how did you go from purity culture to then humping and like legit banging? Well, I honestly it. <sighs> It's kind of a weird thing because it's kind of like it was go, 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 then stagnant, then go, 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 then stagnant. It wasn't like a gradual increase of acts right. like I'm going to do this and then I did this and then I was making out in my tops on the floor. It was definitely just a bunch of experiences that were almost like, okay, I – I'm making out with my first boyfriend in grad school and he wants me to rub him through his jeans. I have a panic attack because I'm straddling him and we stop. We don't do anything. Um, I don't right. go on a date. I don't do anything else for two and a half, three years after that. Right, because you – Rick, that experience was traumatic for you. So he was a Christian guy. Can I recap mm -hmm. it a little bit? And then you correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Um, so this first sexual experience with a guy, and it wasn't sex, right? You guys didn't actually have sex. Is that right? No, we the did penis not. Didn't end because up, did not insert no. like a USB cord. We didn't even take um, our clothes off. I love. No. But he really pushed your boundaries. He got you to do kind of push you into doing more. Didn't he ejaculate at one point? He had you rub him through his jeans and then he blew his load. He did. And it, and, and it, did. And it wasn't with <laughs> way to go, buddy. Way to go, douchebag. But and this was without having actually like 
had a discussion with you. And after he blew his, his load like a douchebag, he like ran to the bathroom and he pretty much left you at, without a conversation. Exactly. Is that he correct? Left. He, he absolutely and left. And then he broke up with me a week later. Right. So also reinforcing in my, from my perspective as a reader and as knowing your journey, it sort of reinforced all of that purity culture bullshit saying, oh, if you weren't perfect and virgin, virginal, then your worth would drop. So this dude gets his rocks off, doesn't get your rocks off, right? As far nope. as, I mean, nope, <laughs> of course not. Oh, I dislike him so much. And then <laughs> leaves you. So it reinforces all of this bullshit you've already been taught. So from there, you go into dry spell. Understandably, you're probably wrestling with all your demons at that point, right? Oh, yeah. I was having full-blown, like, panic attacks. Like, it right. was... It was not a good time. Plus, I got really stressed out with work. Um, I got really involved with just other things for a little while. And then the pandemic hit. So, Okay, so this was right pre-pandemic. Wow. Okay, that puts things in perspective. So you you have a long dry spell. During that time, I guess you get to reassess. Do I want to go back to purity culture? Do I want to kind of go back to that area or am I going to forge ahead into sexual liberation? We'll call it that. And so what drove your direction at that point? <sighs> at, at some point during the pandemic, I want to say maybe, so this is how recent it was, maybe six to eight months ago, um, I just decided to download Tinder. I was like, I, I think I'm. Were you a virgin at that point? I was. You were a virgin at that. Okay, six. I was a virgin at this point. Yeah, <gasps> six to eight months ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and I sure as hell was not downloading Christian Mingle. Was not about to do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've never been on that app either, so, you know, believe it or not. I, believe it or not, I think MJ. I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I match with someone who I think personally is way out of my league because that's also the sneaky thing about Aww. purity culture. It has it has women doubting their value. It has women doubting themselves so much that they see other women as competition they see themselves as comparing mm. themselves to literally everyone and if you don't get an engagement by the time you're 19 you think something is inherently wrong with you we'll be right back my code s-e-l-s-20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com enjoy 20 percent off fun factory's luxury products including vibrators cock rings lube and more when you use my code s 
ELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady by for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. Right, right. But he matches with you and? He matches with me. And I was just like, okay, this is nice. And then we were talking and then he asks me if I have a Snapchat. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) Um, And my Snapchat doesn't have my, my Snapchat doesn't have any identifying information. It doesn't have my name because I was really dumb and decided on like one of those stupid AOL IM nicknames from like the 90s (laughs) Um, for my Snapchat, my, 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 MySpace page. Um. Yeah. So we're Snapchatting and he asks me for a photo and I say, okay, why not? I don't show my face or my head or anything like that, but I was just like. You went nude. Yeah. <laughs> a bold move. I'm just going to drink to that. Can we just drink to that? We're going to drink to that. I'll cheers you long distance. Thank you. With the vodka. <laughs> way to go all in I mean if you're gonna do it just go all in right yeah so we're talking and at some point he's like can I uber you to my place so that we can have sex and I was not in a place where I still felt super comfortable about that um yeah so I was just like no I'm tired well then he just ghosted. Um, I go through I go through those rounds like maybe like two other times, and then I match with a guy who seems pretty nice, pretty genuine. We go to we actually go on a date. Um, mm-hmm. We end up at his place. Like I like clothes are on the floor. I'm ready to do this, and then I start panicking because. I don't think he was bigger than average, but it's not going in. I am like mentally like pressing my foot on the gas, mentally telling my body, get your shit together and get this penis inside you. Lube. Did he bring lube? That's what I want to know. Was there lube involved? There was everything involved in... Oh, there was. Like, there was everything involved imaginable. He, like, he fingered me. He went down on me. Everything that should have primed me for this. And it wasn't going in. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with my vagina? It wasn't your vagina. It was your brain. I went to the doctor thinking I had vaginismus. (laughs) Because it wasn't going in. Oh, and my doctor, who is what did the doctor say? Amazing. She went, 
Oh, MJ, I just put a full-ass speculum inside of you. You do not have vaginismus. You just really didn't want to have sex with that guy. (laughs) Oh, wow, yeah. Your brain was like, not this one. It was... Weren't ready. I don't know how to describe it because I went out with him one more time and we tried that again and it still did not go. I tried getting on top. He tried getting on top. We tried going sideways. It was... It was like a circus. It was almost laughable. <laughs> I mean, I will tell can I just share with you, even yeah. after I have three, I've had three children, um, I'm obviously, I'm in my 40s. I have, a, when I was back dating heavily, like, what, a year and a half ago or whatever, uh, for like about 10 years, I actually would have situations like that where I was like ready to go. And it is such a strange phenomenon where your brain actually like suddenly it was as though I had never even worn a tampon like my body was like you are not this this dick does not get to come in it's pretty like fascinating right yeah it's like my brain was just like yeah nothing's getting in there and I was like what the hell body (laughs) because I was I was ready for this I was I had been ghosted by like two other guys um, earlier that week. I was ready to go. And then whenever that didn't happen, I was so angry. So bad. You just wanted to get rid of the virginity. You're like. Oh, yeah. It was like watching. It was like wanting to watch a horror movie just to say you've watched the horror movie that everyone's talking about right now. Okay, so the like, dick didn't go in. What did you do about it? How did you, I mean, you had to say goodbye to him, right? You had to say, dude, it's not you, it's me, blah, blah, blah. And then what? Oh, no. Purity culture did not teach women how to say goodbye. Men leave the women. Oh. Women said goodbye. do not. Yeah. Oh. Did that bother you or are you kind of like, whatever? <sighs> So, like, the way that purity culture operates, it all hinges on the man. So, women Mm. are just braced for disappointment. Uh, It's almost uh, as if they have to accept that lot in life. Right. Yeah. So, he gives up after trying two times he was just like no it's not happening and i was just like okay um on to the next one so whenever i finally find a guy that is like more than up for the challenge (laughs) (laughs) and who was this guy who was this guy who was more than up for the challenge and once again i was still kind of reeling i was still kind of reeling from the Mm -hmm. last guy so i was out at a bar with friends and i kind of didn't believe this guy was going to show up and all of a sudden he was there and i was just like okay this is happening then so we got a car back to my place and it just happened um it just went in. It went in like that. It did. And then I gushed blood everywhere and didn't stop bleeding for an entire week. 
Oh, oh goodness. Wow. I yeah. didn't, I did not bleed at all when I quote lost my virginity. What kind of effect did that have on you? I was kind of panicking because after the third day, I was kind of like, okay, I I probably should have stopped bleeding by now. Um, this is not normal period blood. I'm going to call my doctor. My doctor was like, we need to come in immediately. And then she mentioned something about stitching my hymen back together if it didn't stop bleeding. And I was like, what? Excuse me? That doesn't make any sense. I just sense. put all of that effort just to get rid of it, and you are putting it back together? Right. That's interesting. I assume that did not happen, right? It didn't. It didn't. We got the bleeding to stop. I don't know what she stuck up there, but we got it to stop. <sighs> if all else fails, plug the hole. It was a team effort. It was a team effort by everyone, except for the guy. The guy never called so, me again. So even but- <laughs> after it's like, well, whatever, whatever, his loss. So God, I got what it's I like listening to yours. That's right. Listening to your story, though, I'm like, God, how traumatic all of that is. Like, from the uh, the purity culture is just trauma. It's embedded trauma. But then you have this like, experience with this guy who gives it a like genuine try, college try, and can't get it in. Then this guy does, and you have this frightening experience. Uh, but you don't give up. You stop bleeding, and you're like, "All right, get back up on like, the horse." I mean, yeah. If if anything. I can get from purity culture that probably was beneficial was that you don't give up. That is one thing because they tell women you have no worth until you are married. So I knew a girl who um, she was actually a mentor of mine whenever I was in high school and she had graduated college and didn't have a ring by spring, which is – a saying in Bible college right. that you need to be engaged by the spring of your senior year. And I remember her sharing with me, I feel so worthless right now that I am still single. And this right. girl is only 22. Mm. And she That's continues so on with life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She continues on with life and gets married at 26, and now she's happy, happily married. So what is your goal? My goal is to keep exploring, honestly. It's mm-hmm. to keep learning. Yeah. Um, the current sexual partner that I have right now is very into exploring. Um, I'm learning a lot from them, and it's mm-hmm. it's been really it's been a really good experience, honestly, given that a it's New York and I could literally get murdered by a partner. Um, sure. But this one has been extremely patient with me has been very encouraging to say the least. And so it's been going really well. Was this the next, was this the next partner after the losing virginity or, no. Did you explore one, between them? This one was number three. 
and then there were two others yeah. between this. Mm-hmm. There were two two others during this one mm-hmm. that I was like still kind of exploring. We weren't monogamous, so mm-hmm. it was yeah. that. But and yeah. can I ask you? Do you identify as uh, heterosexual? We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My Code Explores 15 gets you 15% off Womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit-satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to Womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium too. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop Womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all Womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. I saw something the other day that said, um, it wasn't, it was, um, oh my God, I forgot the term. I don't consider myself. (laughs) That's okay. Long, right, right. Long story short. I haven't had the experience of other partners mm-hmm. who are not cisgendered heterosexual, you actually, but I'm open to right, it. And, and you actually don't have to. You actually don't. I, I think this is a great like chance for me to like interject this. I think that what people don't understand is you don't actually have to, as a woman, have sex with another woman to know you're a lesbian. You don't have to uh, have sex with... Um, another woman and a non-binary person or whatever to know that you're pansexual. Um, These are some things we inherently know and we don't have to prove it by fucking people. So Mm -hmm. um, yes, that makes sense. If if someone were to ask you, what are the three top ways that purity culture fucked up your current sex life? What are they? I struggle a lot with body image. Um, that was a huge one, um, that I had to, and still struggle with even in my late twenties. Um, there was also a lot of mental and spiritual damage done as well. So I feel like that kind of encompasses the whole sense of self. It's like your body and your soul. So it kind of fucks you over. Um, in all sense of in all sense of self and then the third one is i think it really fucks with your relationship with people because you don't know how to relate to people you don't learn how to relate to someone of the opposite sex you don't learn how to relate to someone who doesn't um who doesn't sit on the gender binary you don't learn how to like you just don't know how to to exist in a world that is outside of purity culture and it's crippling and it's terrifying 
And what it takes mm-hmm. to get out of that is a strong support system and a strong circle of friends that really can carry you through it. Because there are still times where I am just reeling at something that was really fucked up from like my upbringing and my friends are like are you okay and like have to like sit me down and be like okay you're you're still Mm -hmm. doing this you're still going through it and that's Mm -hmm. okay yeah so i want to circle back to your first point body image how did purity culture affect your body image um, In what I ways? was anorexic, or because recovering from anorexia. Said you had to. It said uh, part of the culture is you have to look a certain way. Is that what you're telling me? You have to look like a man will eventually want to marry you. You will have to that prepare idea. to be a wife. You have to prepare to be the perfect image of a perfect body a perfect woman of god a perfect anything and you throw that in with western beauty standards there is no way to attain that and Mm -hmm. then if you are considered too conventionally pretty you're slutty so there's no winning it's a what are the top three things you are wanting explore to explore moving forward sexually right now. Well, me and my current partner are um, looking around um, some BDSM 50 shades of gray kind of stuff. And I had that first experience, which was very exhilarating. Um, I will people also- be able to read about it. Yes, they will. I still need to get that draft into you. <laughs> this is a good time to plug your column. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm still working on it. Um, I have two ideas for a title. It's either my first BDSM experience or turns out I'm more kinky than I thought. Uh, <laughs> we all are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so BDSM, you're curious about, like, that's something you want to explore. Uh, what else? Um, and then I've been wanting to explore sex on something that's not a bed. <laughs> might sound a little, huh, might sound yeah. a little, like, Fair. beginners, but, like, I want to try something else, like, not a bed. Okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to, like, do, like, crazy lofty goals that people are going to be like, this bitch is insane. Um, <laughs> I really, this might sound so basic, but I really want to join the Mile High Club. The my, You want to fuck in an airplane? I haven't even done that. I, I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that. But here's the thing. If you do that, will you come back and, like, tell me about it? Oh, absolutely. Um, but my plan right. is not the bathroom, not the airplane bathroom. Those things are disgusting. How the fuck are you going to do it then? You get a whole row to yourself and have a few gonna... blankets. That's my thought. 
that's it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, so when it happens, you'll come back. But where listeners will have to hear that story is going to be on our Patreon page. I mean, I myself just ticked off. I had boob sex this past week. I don't know if you've listened, nice. but our last, no, was it our, was our last? No, not the last, our last podcast was, oh, on male chastity. Uh, the one before that was boob sex. I have small tits, so I've never had boob sex. I did it. I'm ready to talk about it. But that's where you're going to have to listen to how that all went. And I have so much to say and so many thoughts on, on being tit fucked. That is so exciting. Uh, Yeah. But see, I mean, it's like, think about it. When you think about your sex bucket list, there are so many things. I thought I had done a lot. And then there are so many things in between these little acts that I'm like, oh, yeah, I've never let a guy put his dick between my tits, mostly because I was like, why? But, you know, (laughs) I guess now I know. Yeah. So what is your goal with your ex? Do you have an overarching goal with exploration or is it just kind of like learning yourself without someone else dictating? We'll be right back. Kick off the new year with a jaw dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite gleam lube with code explores 30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible build your own thruster prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with lassiere.com where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys and boutiquevoila.com where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky or even get pounded by Thor's hammer, literally, all for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Lassier, and Boutique Voila and enjoy 30% off your site-wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers. A lot of what coming out of purity culture is, it's it is getting to know yourself. It's getting to know what you like. It's getting to know, like, like I said earlier, I had never really listened to Britney Spears before, like last year. Like, Dang, I'm that's learning. Crazy. <laughs> I'm learning what my body looks like in a bikini for the first time. I am right. learning. I am learning what it like where I fit in this like where I fit in the world right now because for so long I was sequestered away from it. Yeah. That's got to be a little bit of a frightening journey. It is. Um, It is especially coming out of something like purity culture because you come from a place where everyone speaks the same language, where everyone knows what you're talking about, where everyone follows the same path and the same and the same goes through the same motions. So whenever you step out of that and what I did was I quite literally I left. I physically removed myself from that space. Everything is brand new. It's like never having right. sugar for the first time. Like Right. Yeah. 
Right. Um, what would you say that you think the most harmful effects of purity culture are like in an overarching way for young women and also men, I suppose, although it might be difficult for you to speak from that perspective, what are the overarching big damaging things that come out of the culture? Well, ultimately, whenever we're talking about the valuation of human lives, like girls get taken advantage of, girls get assaulted. And if a pregnancy ends up from that, they don't know what to do. They don't know how um, they don't know what where to go. And in a lot of communities that have um, a huge presence of purity culture, unfortunately, these young women also they don't have access to abortion they don't have access to health care so when right. we do know that whenever girls and young women don't have access to appropriate health care worst case scenarios happen so ultimately that like it is the cost of a human life right multiple human lives right right well I want to congratulate you on being so brave, not only to just, I mean, and it is, I, I don't think I recognized how recent the whole journey was um, and how new it was. So for not only being brave enough to start on the journey, but then to share it through writing and then podcasting. Um, and it, it does sound like you have a pretty, um, good community of female friends. So you're supported to some extent. Is that correct? Yes, I do have an amazing community that I have gratefully found through you, Annette, and like your community of writers and the space that you have created. I am very grateful. Right. Uh, so one of MJ's uh, friends is a columnist for me as well, uh, Kate, who does Overthinking Everything. That's another column that you can check out if you go to She Explores Life. We will actually be doing a podcast with the two of you soon coming up, talking about your adventures together in New York, because we all want to know what it's like to be a woman, a young woman in New York dating and uh, exploring and finding herself. So I'm excited about that as well. Um, and then I hope to have you come back and then maybe like hone down our conversations a little bit into, I would love to know how your BDSM experience <laughs> goes, um, but I would love to have you back and then really go more in depth on some of these subjects, especially as you become more well-versed in, in sort of your own experience. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me and for providing this platform for me to be able to share my story. It's, it's a, it's fascinating to me. I mean, again, like I said, I've been aware of purity culture. I think there's so much to it. I've seen the specials on it. Uh, but I guess it didn't seem real or it seemed like it was only a couple of people. But even being connected with you and then seeing through social media all the people you're connected with who have similar stories. I mean, this is a big deal. It's a big deal and it's a big problem for young women, in my opinion. 
So um, I'm excited to be able to share this story and journey with people. Uh, So for listeners, if you have questions for MJ, first of all, check out her column, um, Not Your Virgin Mary. Uh, Follow it. But if you have questions, you can email me at Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E at SheExploresLife.com. I will put together some questions. We'll have her back on. Um, We'll have her answer them. Again, if you go to our Patreon page and you add and we get enough members, then we can actually do... um, live conversations, streaming conversations with her. Um, But I know that she would gladly come back on, right? I guess I'm speaking for you, but I think you'd answer some questions. Um, But yeah, we want to answer your questions about this and hear your thoughts, even if you disagree, or maybe you're a purity culture dude out there who's listening to my podcast which means you're not so fucking pure but you have an opinion i'll listen to your opinion and just get prepared uh for the response um but please do like listen send your questions you have my email um check me out on tiktok i just started talking um on tiktok i've been uploading videos covering my 365 days of orgasms journey also i talk a lot about being uh, bisexual I'm doing some quick and dirty rundowns of our podcasts, uh, YouTube as well. It's under my name, Annette Benedetti. You can find me on Being Benedetti on Instagram. Again, MJ, can you share all of your handles as well for other people who want to learn more? I am on Instagram. I'm not your virgin, Mary Jane. And I am on Twitter by um, not your virgin, MJ. Okay. You should definitely um, check her out. I, I steal, well, I share a lot of your funny posts. Uh, they're wonderful. Uh, she's really great about sharing in real time some of the funny texts she gets and her own experiences. Well worth following. So find us there. And of course, you know, you can find me at uh, lockerroomtalkpodcast.com on the social media as uh, Locker Room Talk and Shots. Also, She Explores Life. Our She Explores Life community is really large on Facebook. We've got like 30,000 followers. So find me there. Um, anything else? Last thoughts? Uh, last thoughts um, if anyone out there is coming out of purity culture just know that you're not alone in your journey and that there are plenty of us um, just learning exploring and recovering as well so you're not alone that's right and so follow MJ for some support so until next time I'll see you in the locker room cheers <laughs> Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets, 
baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. 